The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits for Tuesday, July 18th edition. And it's another day with another great slate of pitching. we got a couple guys up top, three guys on our 15-game slate to attack. But all in all, not much, and I might take the same approach I took yesterday. You know, I'm not going to completely ignore the top guys like yesterday. I didn't want any McCullers. That paid off. Um, you know, there's other guys that paid well, but the guys, for the most part, you know, Erod still got you almost 17 points. Tomlin got you 20 plus. Uh, Nola or not Nola? Eikhoff was still around 15. Yeah, guys in the ballpark. It was just ugly, and we knew that coming into it. The bats were there, uh, and it might be a lot of that tonight. There's a couple 9K guys I don't mind tonight, but um, it's definitely going to be another night for the bats. Uh, you have guys like Bartolo Colon coming back. You have. Uh, let me see here. You got some just really bad pitching. You got Bartolo, Miguel Gonzalez, Travis Wood, Gavaglio, uh, Edwin Jackson is back, folks. Uh, it's, just, it's just a lot to look at and wonder what is going to go wrong, given someone's going to figure it out. But uh, let's see what we can figure out. Let's take a quick look at the weather. We dodged all the bullets yesterday. Another good hitting environment in Pittsburgh tonight. Brewers, Pirates. Uh, Rangers Orioles, another good environment there. You gotta love Baltimore. I mentioned it so many times on this podcast how frustrating their offense can be, and that's why I didn't recommend a ton of them yesterday. Even though they should have went off Andrew Kashner. Come on, guys, really? Like unbelievable. Uh, D backs at Reds. It's gonna be nice, warm, and humid in that nice little ballpark. Good things coming there. I have a feeling. Cardinals Mets wind blowing out hard to left center field in that one. Interesting matchup there. Um, as you go down some more, uh, heavy rain chances. It dwindles as the evening goes on, so maybe a late start or we just get lucky between the Yankees and the Twins, so keep that one in mind. That looks a little rough. Very warm, again, in Detroit and Kansas City. Warm and humid, great hitting environment. Wind blowing out hard to left field in that matchup between Boyd and Wood. Two lefties, the wind's blowing out to left, so the righties... Shouldn't be having a good, good time. Wood versus Boyd. Got Coors. It's going to be warm. Just what they needed. Hope you guys enjoyed Blash. And then Hector Sanchez's late entry was very nice. 
Interesting, nice low owned pieces there. Blast is like less than 5%. That was crazy. Uh, Rays at A's, wind blowing out hard to right center field. Indians, Giants, wind blowing out hard to center as usual. Nothing out of the ordinary there. So pretty much just that Minnesota game with the biggest rain chances of now. Keep an eye on the Twitter feed for your other sources. Let's take a quick look at the totals before we get cracking on this one. You got the likes of, uh, there you go. Brewers, Pirates at 9, Rangers, Orioles, 10.5. That's unbelievable. Diamondbacks, Reds, 10. And that's with Robbie Ray, the second highest priced pitcher on the board in that game. Phillies, Marlins, 9. Cardinals, Mets, 9.5. Jays, Red Sox, we're waiting on a total there because Brian Johnson is coming up to make the spot start for Mr. Fister. Cubs, Braves, 9.5. Mariners, Astros, 9.5. Yankees, Twins, 10.5. That's our big Bartolo special, but the rain looks bad there. Dodgers, White Sox, even with Kershaw, it's 8.5. Tigers, Royals, 10.5. We got Coors at 11.5. Rays, A's is 9, which is high for that ballpark. Nationals, Angels, 9.5, which is kind of high for Anaheim, but Edwin Jackson, folks. And then Indians and the Giants, 8.5, kind of high there, too. But look at that. Nothing below 8.5. You have two 8.5s, then you have three nines, a handful of 9.5s. You have one, two, three, five, ten or more totals. Four of them are not even in Coors Field. Folks, the pitching is bad again. It's that simple. The totals tell you everything you need to know right out the gate. So let's get cracking at your pitching. Your highest priced arm and facing a team that does hit lefties well, but this isn't your average lefty. We're talking Clayton Kershaw, 14,000 at the Chicago White Sox. 30 or more points in four straight starts, which is outstanding. Um, there's some punts you can match him with tonight. I have no problem matching him with. If you don't want to use him, I have no problem either because you can get even more of all the luxurious bats that are out there. But I think if he has 30 or more points, he will be on almost almost every winning lineup. Because even if your punts just do mediocre, even if they, even if they don't get you 10 points, your punts, a 30-plus point Kershaw could be gigantic. I'm just saying that right now. I'm not saying go all in because if he gets crushed, it's just you're, you're done. But there are guys you can always get, even if you put like a 6 or 7K pitcher with him, you can get a lot of three thirty-five to forty-five hundred dollar bats. We've seen that can be very productive. Plus a punt here or there lets you pay up elsewhere. There is options. White Sox strike out twenty point six percent of the time versus lefties. Kershaw is amazing. Last thirty days, seventh best on the barrel. FIP striking out in his last thirty days. Wait for it. Forty point nine one percent of the batters he's facing. Kershaw is outstanding. I'm not going to get too deep into all his other stats with the White Sox. 339 total, lowest on the board by far. Lefties 221, righties 225. Did mention that they can hit lefties well. You have the 346 Woba and the 165 ISO versus uh, verse left-handed pitching. But again, Kershaw is not your average left-handed pitcher. Uh, Robbie Ray is the next guy up. I am going to stay away. He's a great pitcher. In that ballpark, in those conditions, against a Reds team that can smoke left-handed pitching. Uh, he pitched good his last time out, but prior to that, he's struggling a lot. And still struggled his last time with walks. Four more walks and four straight starts. Um, if he throws great, kudos, more power to him. I love it. Um, the Reds aren't even that big of a strikeout team. They strike out like 20% of the time, 209 Uh Ray's a really good pitcher, don't get me wrong, but he has struggled in that, that price tag. On a night like this, I can't go there. It's the way I felt about uh, McCullers last night. Ray's in a better spot, but in a worse ballpark. So, uh, yeah, I'll be going to Kershaw, or I'll be going down to Peacock. Now, Peacock is 10-3, which is very steep for Bradley. 
but he's got you 195 20.1 225 2429 he had a rough one at Anaheim minus 5.9 at 279 at Texas very very good 263 RA the strikeout machine he's also a walking machine is the problem throws a lot of pitches out of the zone which is risky he's walking 14.1% of the batters he's facing but he's also striking out 32.1 a 13% K rate and the Mariners strike out 21% of the time. So these are things we like to look at here. Low hard contact at 28.8 and keeps the ball in the yard for the most part. Seattle does have the third lowest team total on the board at 426. Lefties are only hitting 292, righties 267. Um, Mariners, they did blow up McCullers. We saw their offense heat up. They're, they're another one of those bipolar offenses. You don't know what you're going to get. But Peacock at 10-3 could be nice. The Mariners aren't the biggest team at swinging outside the zone. They're swinging, their SW's percentage rate is not the highest in baseball. It's rather low for a team. But um, and Peacock requires you to chase some pitches, so there's risk involved, especially with a guy that walks guys that much. But I'd rather pay 10-3 for him than 11-2 for Ray. That is just my opinion on that one. So up top, it's clearly Kershaw, then Peacock number two. Now we drop down below 10000 You got Waka at $9,500. Um, it's a high, high, high price tag for Mr. Walker. He was 10, seven his last time out, but then prior to that, he's in the sevens and below. So last time out, 25.4 points and 32, five, 21, nine on a three game streak. That's very, very solid. One thing to keep in mind, those are all at home. He's averaging 17.6 points at home this year. Only 8.5 on the road, two, nine, four ERA at home, a 7.03 ERA on the road. These are things to keep in mind. Now, on a crappy pitching night, I love the upside of Waka and his, uh, his 23.5% K rate where the Mets, they do only strike out 19.1% of the time. Wainwright threw very well last night. They just don't strike out a ton. So this is a play you might not want to go with. It's just, it's an option tonight. Um, you got a ground ball rate of around 47%, which is outstanding. You got a very low hard contact rate when it comes to Waka. These are all things that point in the right direction. The Mets team total is 472. It's on the bottom half of the day. Lefty is 327, righty is 340. They are a lefty heavy lineup, um, and they crush right handed pitching. These are all things that might steer you away from Waka, and no problem with that. But he is a nice option, uh, especially GPP wise, that could be quite productive this evening. Now, if you want to drop down 400 bucks, there's a guy I like a ton. And he should be chalky, but then again, Tomlin wasn't even that chalky. I'm talking Clevenger. He's 1100 more than Tomlin when he's $9,100. This kid is something special if he can control the walks. Uh, he's only going to give you around 100 pitches, so you're hoping to get six innings out of him, sometimes only five. That's the downside. But the Ks can be there. He's got 22 5 25-3, 27-1, 12-1, 13-2, 6-8, 18-8. Those are his last few starts. But that's... Uh, Three straight 22.5-plus point starts. He has been much better on the road, actually. 19.1 points per game on the road. He's pitching in at t Park, which is one of the best, if not the best, pitchers park in all of baseball, against the Giants. Now, the Giants only strike out 19.5% of the time. That's a little downside. But when you're Clevenger and you strike out 27.5%, that's not bad. Tomlin had a decent night striking out as well. Uh, the walk rate around 13% is scary. Got to keep that down. But everything else looks very nice. Giants second lowest total on the board at 413. Lefties 267. Righties 334. The Woba and the ISO, as normal, are bad. So Clevenger at 91 is definitely in play. As we go down to the $7,000 range, because there are no $8,000 pitchers tonight. Yep, that kind of night, folks. You got Yvonne Nova at 7,600. 
Ivan Nova is at home, and that's what we like to see. Uh, 16.8 points at home, 14.7 on the road, 2.63 ERA at home, 3.64 on the road. Nova, one outing versus Milwaukee this year, struggled four earned in seven innings, five Ks, 9.4. The reason we like Nova is we know it's the same reason we liked Cool last night. Cool is actually very, very good, very productive for his price tag. Now, Nova's more expensive than Cool, so the appeal's not as nice. But when you got Milwaukee, it strikes out 25% of the time. Nova's not the big strikeout arm, only 14%. But he doesn't walk many guys. Very good ground ball rate. It's just a matter of, you know, not giving up the big fly against Milwaukee. Milwaukee's at the fourth lowest total on the board. They're behind the White Sox, Giants, and the Mariners. And this is Milwaukee at 427. Lefties 346 off Nova. We know they can put a big lefty lineup out there. But then again, cool struggles against lefties, and they just couldn't get it done there. So it's pick your poison. Righty's only hit 291. So Nova at 76 could be one of those lower price arms with some nice upside, hopefully 15 plus points, and you move on. And lastly, in this case, in this range, Vince Velasquez making his return for the Phillies at $7,500. Vinny Boy struggled quite a bit uh, earlier this year, but he's still throwing around 94 to 95 regularly. He is still striking out a ton of guys, but he was also giving a lot more contact to for like hits and everything. It was like it was either a strikeout or a hit. It felt like. So the reason we like him tonight is he's coming back. Uh, pitch count should be around 100, 90, probably 95 to 100. And he's facing a Marlins team that strikes out 20.3% of the time versus right-handed pitching. We saw Eikhoff, even though he got hit, he struck out a good share of batters and still got you 14-plus points or so, around 14 points. Velasquez is a lot cheaper than Eikhoff was yesterday, I believe. Or I've got it right here. Actually, I'm pretty darn close now I think about it. Actually, Eikhoff was cheaper by uh, $1,100. My bad. But uh, Velasquez has much more K upside than Eikhoff. And if he's not you know, giving up the farm, the upside is tremendous. We saw that they, they, the batters did Stanton two bombs almost a third. Bore went deep as we liked a lot. I like their bats again tonight are great. But at $7,500, upside is there. So in this mid-range, you go Clevenger number one, Nova number two, Velasquez number three, Waka number four. Let's dip down to your punts, and these are very, very high upside, but very, very low floor, like negative number four pitchers. And they kick it off with Sean Newcomb, 6800 bucks at home in that bad pitching ballpark against the Chicago Cubs. Now, Newcomb, uh, he struggled at home compared to the road. There's risk involved there. But uh, the upside is tremendous with this kid. We've seen what he can do when he goes off. He has some K stuff. Um, if you look at his numbers down here, how did I pass him up? Is he higher up the board? Oh, there he is. You got Chicago striking out almost 21% of the time versus lefties. Newcomb, 21.4% K rate. Very low hard contact, which I like a lot, especially in that ballpark at 27.4%. Home run to fly ball of 7.4%. Decent swinging strike rate of 116 Ground ball rate around 46%. All pretty nice statistics. And the Cubs are on the bottom half of the, or right about the middle, team total of 476 He's got a reverse splits. Lefty's 367, righty's 289, and that goes all the way back to the minors. He was very, very good in the minors first right-handed pitching. So keep an eye on the Cubs lineup if they try to like put more like the Almora Juniors of the world out there. You know, put a- Hayward on the bench or Zobris usually sits out lately versus lefties. See what the lineup looks like. If there's not as many lefties as normal, still scary lineup. Chris Bryant, Contreras, uh, Almora's actually done decent versus righties. Uh, you go down the list, there are scary options there. But it's intriguing at 6800 bucks. The upside's there. You even saw yesterday, 
Tehran, who has been horrific this year, especially at home, he shut them down for quite some time. They didn't really get going until late in the game. So even at Tehran's price, he was value. So if Newcomb can do what Tehran did yesterday, we'd walk away okay with it. So there's something to think about there. And on the other part of that, he's just he's even money right now because he's facing Lackey. Lackey's making his return. So the Braves bats are definitely going to help him out. But next up, if you want a little, I hate the word safer because it's not safe with Mr. Blake Snell, but Blake Snell of the Tampa Bay Rays going in Oco Coliseum against the A's. Uh, Snell's had two starts back from the DL, 5.9 points for his Pittsburgh. His last time out looked really good until he started walking guys again, but 16.5 points against the Cubs in five innings, four hits, no earned, four walks, five Ks in Wrigley. The thing that's always Blake's problem is the walks because the strikeouts are there. Five and six in his five Ks and six Ks in his two starts back. And the A's, 26% K rate versus left-handed pitching. It makes Snell's price tag humongous. If Snell can strike out guys the way the A's strike out, even if he gives up some hits, we love it. Now, the walk rate of 14.5% is not good. Hard contact rate's a little higher than we'd like. So would you be surprised if the A's did some stuff? No. But the A's have the seventh lowest team total on the board at 447. Lefties 295, righties 339. They have the, it's funny because they haven't hit with power. But it's been more against righties than lefties lately, as their team Woba is 284. That is the lowest Woba on the night for a team versus their starting handedness. Even worse than the Giants. 284 for the A's, and they have a barely above average ISO of 141 versus lefties. If Snell can't walk guys, I know it's an if I say every time, but you guys have seen it. The upside is tremendous with him. When he's not walking guys, it's great. And even before he got hurt, he'd always pitch really well and have one bad inning. The kid is so close, and the, the point there you need to listen to, he's a kid. He's still learning. He's still developing. It's a great matchup for him and a great pitching ballpark. Um, the K rate's humongous. He might give up three or four runs, but he can still strike out six-plus, and at $6,600, return some value to match with a Kershaw and get tons of bats. I think Snell is sneaky nice. Um, he might be chalky if people are actually using their head on this one, but Snell could be good in this matchup. Another one, Tyson Ross, 6400 bucks. He's not the Tyson Ross of old with the Padres, who I was a big, big fan of. But uh, he is a Tyson Ross that has tremendous upside. The Ks haven't quite been there this year, but he had 16 points against the Angels, 3.3 at Chicago, 19-1 at Cleveland, minus 8.1 in Toronto. And then against Seattle, 19 points. So it's an every other start guy. So this could be the bad one if you believe in that kind of stuff. But he's shown what he can do, and he's facing that bipolar Baltimore Orioles offense who struggles against pitches like a slider and whatnot and Tyson Ross has one of the great ones and he has a good changeup as well Tyson Ross has a good sinking fastball things we like a lot his ground ball rate's only 39 percent but his hard contact he is limited to 26 percent this year small sample he's only made five starts uh, Baltimore strikes out 22.6 percent of the time versus righty so there's some upside there for a 6400 pitcher who doesn't strike out a lot the, the Orioles will help him a bit um, the fact Cashner shut them down is depressing, so maybe people flock to him. But, um, you know, it's a risk-reward with him. Baltimore does have a, one of the highest team totals at 537, so it might steer people away from him. It's the highest one outside of Coors Field. But lefties only hit 303 off Ross. Righties, 364. And the Orioles hit righties really, really well. They didn't hit Andrew Cashner. And I know that's a bad way to look at it because they could blow up at any day. I've said that every day almost about the uh, Orioles. It's a punt play at 6400 bucks. It's a punt. 
give up three runs, but pitch five or six, strike out five or six, happy as can be. Just don't get shelled. That's all we ask. And then your last punt, if you want to go super, super cheap, super, super cheap, Chris Smith of the Oakland Athletics is $4,800 against the Tampa Bay Rays. I like this a lot, even if he gets hit. He's $4,800. He's cheaper than most of your Coors players. He's cheaper than a lot of regular players like your Astros. This guy's like middle of the pack outfield. Chris Smith, $4,800. Or at least he's like 10 down in the outfield list. He's made one start this year. Six innings, six hits, three earned, one walk, four Ks against Seattle for 11.3 points. Making a spot start again for Jarrell Cotton. I'll take 11.3 at $4,800. And the best part about this is, is the upside against a Rays team. Yes, we know it has power. But it has dwindled as the years gone on. They have one of the lower, it's like the eighth or ninth lowest total on the board at four five three. Lefty's small, small sample. Three oh nine versus Smith, righty's two nineteen. They still have a great ISO of two oh four. Woba's down to three thirty nine, which is still outstanding. So the Rays have tons of power. But A, it's Oko Coliseum. B, they strike out twenty four point six percent of the time versus right handed pitching. It's a punt play for 4800 bucks with tremendous K upside. And if, like, literally five innings, five plus Ks, do whatever the heck else you want. Because if you got five innings, you're not getting shelled. You probably give it, maybe you could give up three or four runs, but five innings, five Ks at 4800 bucks. Yes, sign me up for that. So the punts, like, like last night, super risky, but they do have, like I said, low floor, like negative number four. But the ceiling's high. You could see these guys getting you 15, 20 points. Not a problem. We've seen Newcomb get 30-plus. We've seen Snell get in the 20s. Ross could get in the 20s. Smith, give me 15. I will be so happy at 4800 bucks. That's like a solo homer. That's all you want from your bats is at least one homer. So this is big stuff. So down below, I got Snell number one, Smith two, Ross three, Newcomb four. I could go Smith one. I'm really, the more and more I've dug into his $4,800 price tag with the K upside, I'm into it. It's just, uh, yeah, extremely risky. And that's saying a lot. But uh, let me give you one more thing. I'm pulling up Christmas Fangraphs page as we speak before we go. Just so you know that for the the barrel percentages, um, top 25 last 30, you're looking at um, Kershaw's number 7 and Hap's number 22. That's all you got. We had none yesterday. So at least we got something to look at today. Um, and then... Um... Bottom 25, you got Nova number 11. So there's not a lot, period, on these sheets to look at. But, um, yeah, interesting stuff. So Kershaw up top. Uh, you got Peacock, number two. And then down below in the middle section, Clevenger, Nova, Velasquez, Waka. Down below that, Snell, um, Smith, Ross, Newcomb. So a lot to like on this day. When it comes to pitching, if you like gambling, that's pretty much the way it goes. Just like yesterday, what are you going to do for me lately? Um, why are they being so difficult here? Here we go. That's what I was looking for. So Chris Smith, he's with, he was from the Yankees. He's with the A's. These not, Fangrass is pissing me off right now. That's not going to help me at all. Why are they giving me 2000, 2009 numbers? I apologize for this. Give me a second. I will get you guys your info. Okay, here we go. So when you're looking at Chris Smith throughout the minors, he pretty much hung around early on. He wasn't a big K guy, but from like 2009 on in single A or in triple A and stints in the majors, 
he was a high 20s to 30% K guy. Certain times he was down to like the 22% K range. But just even 22 I'm happy with. But there's some stints where he's 30%, 28.6, 31.4. He's been all around. Padres, Brewers, Red Sox, A's. He's been all around the place. But, um, yeah, big, big time K, K upside in this matchup. Fangrass even projecting him at 12.14 points with 4.7 Ks and 5.6 innings. So there is tremendous upside with Chris Smith. Now, as we talked about all the crappy bats, let's talk about, I mean, all the crappy pitching. Let's talk about the bats at the catcher's position. Um, we kick it off up top with our usual suspect, Gary Sanchez, 4,600 versus big Bartolo Colon. Yeah, the Yankees are chalky and in play against Big Bartolo. We saw what Bartolo did, and we targeted him with the Mets. Nothing's changed. Nothing. Um, just watch the rain. Evan Gaddis had the day off yesterday. He's 42 versus Gavaglio. I uh, love Wilson Contreras again. He got it done again. He even stole a base. He only got you seven points, but it's, you want more at that price tag, but the upside's there. Uh, reverse splits with Newcomb, but 4,200 for Contreras. Love me some Salvi Perez. Matt Boyd on the mound. Now, I didn't recommend Boyd just because I just he's so frustrating. But the Royals do have one of the higher totals on the board. Let's keep an eye on that one at 531. Lefties 272, righties 360. As they used to not hit lefties well, they've been much better. Salvi at 4K is definitely worth a look up top. He's probably one of my more favorite guys up top. Does Monty Grandal versus the lefty Miguel Gonzalez at 37 is definitely worth a look in that matchup. Very solid play there. Robinson Trinos, they keep giving him the night off, and is, is just infuriating. And I'm going to recommend him almost every day to you, and hopefully they play him. Lefty's hit 334, righty's 321 off Bundy. Trinos' power upside at 3,600 is great. Russell Martin versus Brian Johnson, the lefty at 36, not bad at all. Love me some Brian McCann. If he cracks the lineup today for Houston versus Gavaglio at 3,600, Definitely in play there when it comes to Gav uh, Glio. Astros 5-2-4 total. Lefties 336, righties 357. Everyone is in play. Uh, but at that price of 36, tremendous upside. Keep an eye on Austin Hedges. He got scratched late yesterday. He's 3,500 in Coors. If he doesn't play, like I said, Hector Sanchez, well worth it. Went deep. He's 3,400 versus Sensatella. He's a switch hitter. Definitely worth the look. He's, not, he's, a, he's a boomer bust guy, and he boomed yesterday. And he's been booming a lot lately. Uh, that's three straight double-digit games. That's three straight games with homers. It's not his style, of course, but he's a buck ninety-six average with power. That's what he does. So keep an eye on that. As you go down some more, uh, Wilson Ramos, if he cracks the lineup, is a decent look at 33. Kurt Suzuki, 34 versus Lackey's not bad. As you go down some more, you got like Steven Vogt. He's probably not playing as Chad Cool trucked him last night. Hopefully you guys saw that. That was... Insane watching the pitcher take out the catcher. Hopefully votes okay, but it did not look good at all. So Manny Pena at 31 could be in play versus Nova if you want to go that direction. Matt Weeders versus Jesse Chavez at 31 I like quite a bit as a lower-priced play. Weeders is an all-or-nothing type guy. Lefty's 326, righty's 345 off Chavez. Uh, Tyler Flowers, 31, power upside versus Lackey. Lackey is a mess. Been well-established. Braves totals 474. Lefty's 332, righty's 285. Um, so he's got that going for him against righties, but still, he's been pretty darn bad. Uh, Chris Herman versus Romano in Cincinnati. Herman's catcher, outfield eligible. He's 3K, definitely in play here. D-backs have a high total of 515. Lefty's 416, righty's 396 off Romano. So Chris Herman at 3K is a nice value in that ballpark, in that matchup. Like Chris Herman a lot. 
I like saving on catchers whenever I can. I'll pay up for them once in a while in GPPs, but otherwise I'll pay down, and that's one of them. Jason Castro, 2,800 recessa, nice value in that matchup. Uh, James McCann versus the lefty Wood. McCann had the day off last night versus lefty. He's back at 2,700. Definitely a solid-looking play there with McCann's. Keep him in mind. If Tony Walters gets to start for Colorado, left-handed bat in Coors versus Lamette. Uh, Lamette's been good this year strikeout-wise, but come on, guys. It's Coors Field. We don't care about these things. Plus, lefties are hitting 423 off Lamette. Righties, 228. Walters doesn't like the world on fire, but you're going to get a Coors catcher at $2,700. That's almost automatic. You almost don't even care the outcome. $2,700 for Coors. That's just dumb. That's why when I saw Sanchez in, I, was, I started plugging him wherever I could last night. It was a last-minute deal. It was crazy. Um, as you go on some more, switch hit insanity Sanity Leon versus Happ at 25 is not bad. But you're probably going to Walters if you're going cheap unless something else comes out in the lineups. That's about all I'm seeing there at the catcher's position. Let's go over to first base, and we're going to have a lot to like tonight. First base is always loaded, but uh, there's some really good matchups. you got Goldschmidt versus Romano at 5,500 in Cincy. Great matchup there. Um, you can go there if you want. No problem. you got Rizzo, 5,100. Lefties have hit Newcomb much, much better than righties. And Rizzo has done really, really well versus lefties. I've said it over and over again. Do not worry about the lefty-lefty with Rizzo. He can crush lefties. I would not be surprised if he goes downtown. For $100 cheaper, first base, third base, your top first baseman of the night, Freddie Freeman versus John Lackey at $5,000. Absolutely love that play. Cody Bellinger, first base outfield versus Miguel Gonzalez at 49 is outstanding as well. Mentioned Lamette's pretty darn good versus right-handed bats. If it's Coors, though, you got Reynolds and Desmond at 48 and 46, respectively. Um, I go Freeman, Bellinger if you're not using Coors. Coors is easy. Rizzo's a great play, so is Goldie. But Freeman and Bellinger are outstanding. Justin Bohr at 45 went deep yesterday. Phenomenal matchup again tonight versus Velasquez. Yeah, Lomo at 44 is not bad at all. Justin Smoke hits lefties really, really, really well. 4,300 versus Brian Johnson could be a nice GPP play. Uh, lefties versus Nova, you got Thames and Aguilar both at 4,300. It's infuriating how it's almost like Trinos with the Rangers. Milwaukee really is not utilizing Aguilar the way they could. And that upside is just, just disappointing. Yeah, Incarnacion versus the lefty block. He was disappointing versus Moore, who actually pitched really, really well. One of his best games of the year last night. Um, 4,300 versus block. Another great play for Incarnacion. Uh, Junior Guerra is going for Milwaukee. Or, yeah, Milwaukee today. Pirates, decent team total. Lefty's 305, righty's 308 off Guerra. Josh Bell, 42. Not bad. Joey Votto, 42 versus Ray. Votto hits lefty's just fine, too. That's a discount on a Votto. If you think Ray's going to struggle or you get some early bullpen from Arizona, there you go. Hanram versus J.A. Happ at 41 has got some nice, nice upside. A guy I love, another cheap Coors price. I'm all in on, uh, I told you some cheaper San Diego guys last night. I might look into San Diego a little heavier tonight. Lefties at 335, righties 302 versus Sensatella. They were so low owned last night, it was embarrassing. And Will Myers last night went 0 for 5. 0 for 5 in Coors. People are probably so pissed. He's done phenomenal in Coors in his career. He's facing Sensatella at 4,100. That's a lot of upside in that matchup. Lots. Uh, you got Yonder Alonzo. Nah. Matt Carpenter versus Montero at 4K is not bad at all. Matt Holiday versus Bartolo at 38 is not bad. I love me some Lucas Duda. The guy keeps raking. Price tag's coming up. Hope you guys have been paying attention to him. 19 more points last night. He's 3,800 versus Waka Waka. 
as we said earlier. Lefty's 327, righty's 340 off Waka. Miggy Cabrera, I guess they kind of gave him a price boost. He's up to 37 now, getting closer to 4K. Against Travis Wood, that's a phenomenal matchup. Absolutely phenomenal. Tigers, 519 total, one of the highest on the boards. Lefty's 240 off Wood, righty's 336. Tigers have a team Woba of 336, ISO 201 versus lefties. They crush them. Miggy at 37 is outstanding. If you want to pay up for some pitching, these are some value plays right here. Um, you know, you got Adam Lynn if he cracks the lineup at 37, which he could because Washington gets a DH. So keep that in mind. Uh, Washington's team total of 457, lefties 326, righties 345 versus Jesse Chavez. Keep that in mind. Matt Adams, if you want to put Freeman at third, Matt Adams only 37 versus Lackey, lefties versus Lackey, Matt Adams. Sneaky good play today at 37 for some value. I'd probably go Miggy Cabrera at 37 first. And then Adams is right there. As you go down some more, it gets a little bleaker, of course. Um, Dandy Valencia has been swinging it well. He's 34 versus Peacock. He firm versus a lefty, then a righty. But you might get some bullpen or something in that one. G-Man Choi of the New York Yankees. Uh, he's outfield and first base eligible. He had 10 more points last night. The guy keeps getting it done. And he's facing Bartolo. Choi at 3,200 is a great play. Outstanding. Again, make sure everybody, make sure it doesn't get rained out. But I'd almost use him in the outfield and pay up at first base. But at the same time, if you want to save money at first, pay up in the outfield. Either or is great. There's great options at both. Choi at 32 is a phenomenal low-priced play. Ryan Healy continues to struggle, but against the lefty, he mashes lefties. Snell, 3,200. Definitely worth a look there with heels. Tommy Joseph, 3,200 versus Conley. You know, it's boomer bust with Joseph, but he does have tremendous power versus left-handed pitching. He has tremendous power, period, but he uses it a lot versus left-handed pitching. Uh, 4-7, or no, that's different play. Philadelphia, where'd you go? Uh, four two eight total lefties three thirty seven righties three twenty three off Conley so some Phillies bats could be sneaky in that matchup he's not a hard thrower so he's not going to fool anybody. Uh, Chris Davis is only thirty one hundred versus Joe Ross so if you think Ross is going to be off you know the every other theory which is a bad theory to pick plays by but if you think so Chris Davis at thirty one some nice upside there another upside player we're used to getting them in the two thousands but uh, first base third base eligible Louis Valbuena is thirty one hundred dollars. And he's facing good old Edwin Jackson. Now, we know Valbuena gets you a lot more 0 for 4s than you know 2 for 4s, but he also has that tremendous power upside, which we saw last week when he double-donged for you at 2500 bucks. He won't do that all the time, but for 3100 there's definitely some options versus Edwin Jackson. Angels 493 total is one of the highest they've had in a long time, if not ever, this year. Lefty's 361, righty's 392 off Edwin. Angels, another sneaky play in that game. As you go down some more, like Eric, Garrett Cooper of the Yankees played last night, got you 17 DraftKings points. He was the guy they got from Milwaukee. Um, he's been playing first base for him. He offered their first few times. He had five points on Sunday and then 17 last night. Really good matchup versus Bartolo at 3K. He could be a low-owned, uh, sneaky value play there. You can put Cooper there. You can put Choi in the outfield for 3 and 32. Put Valbuena at third for 31. These are all power upside plays, and you can almost have two guys over in the five digits. Just throwing that out there for you. This is how you make punt GPP plays that have tremendous upside. But I'm not saying it's, it doesn't work all the time. Trust me. I still have a full-time job. Sam Travis, 2,900 versus J.A. Happ. 
Travis versus lefties is when we target him. So there's some value there with Travis. As you go down somewhere like Luke Voigt versus Montero at 27, if you want to punt down there. But I'd, I'd stay in those. Uh, Travis maybe, but the 3K with Cooper and 31 versus with uh, 32 with Troy. I take those over Valbuena. Valbuena is another nice cheapie though. So there's some nice value. Uh, even Miguel Cabrera at 37. Good value at first, but there's also tons of talent up top. Move on to second base. Altuve at 58 is always in play. Daniel Murphy versus Jesse Chavez at 51 is outstanding. Murphy just continues to rake. That's a solid play. It is a pitcher's ballpark in Anaheim, but it will be a little warmer than normal, so keep that in mind. LeMahieu, 47 versus LeMette. Ian Happ versus Newcomb at 47. He's a switch hitter, though. Lefties are hitting Newcomb much better at Happ switch hits. JC Ramirez, or Jose Ramirez, 46 versus Block. Not bad at all in that matchup. Brian Dozier continues to get the job done. He's only 4,500 versus Sessa. That might be your best quote-unquote value up top in this one. Dozier at 45 is not bad at all. Yeah, Robbie Cano at 44. Zobris likely out, but he's 42. Uh, as you go down some more, Pedroia 41 versus Haps, very nice. Like that play quite a bit. Um, go down some more. You got the likes of Josh Harrison at 39. Pat Valeka, second base shortstop, 39. Left-handed bat versus Lamette. Nice Coors value there. Brandon Phillips is on fire. I know we want lefties versus Lackey, but Phillips is raking 8.1 points his last 10. Last few games, 10, 23, 24, 7. Swinging it really well at 3,900, and I think Atlanta has a big night tonight. He could be in the middle of that in front of Adams and uh, Freeman and Kemp and company. So Phillips at 39 could be sneaky nice, even if it's a one-off. Whip Merrifield at 38 versus Boyd's outstanding. Leading off versus the lefty Boyd at 3,800 bucks. Has some nice value, averaging 9.9 points his last 10 games. That is some tremendous upside. So I told you, you can get Kershaw on another guy. You get a lot of guys between 3,500 and maybe 4K or 4,500. Merrifield fits in that mold with some nice upside. Descalso, second base outfield eligible for Arizona, 3,800 at Cincinnati against Romano. You know, he's not he's boomer bust, but that's tremendous upside on that. Starting Castro at 37 versus Bartolo, batting cleanup usually for the Yanks. Maybe moved down a bit lately, but keep an eye on him. Rugio Dor and his power upside versus Bundy at 37 is very, very nice. Texas 513 total. Lefty's 334, righty's 321 off Bundy. So Rugio Dor at 37 is definitely in play. Ian Kinsler versus Travis Wood at 36. Kinsler against a lefty, very much worth a look there. Uh, as you go down some more, you got like his Drupal Cabrera versus Walker at 35. We always love his Drupal. He's second base shortstop eligible. Lefties hit Walker very, very well. He's worth a look in this one. So you got some nice guys below 4K here if you don't want to pay up. Brad Miller's always got that power upside at 3,200 versus Smith. Hitting for Tampa Bay there. And then Jose Peraza, or not Jose. Yeah, Jose Peraza's not bad. He's a, he's a right-handed bat versus Ray at 3,200. But I was looking at Paul DeJong, second-base shortstop eligible, 3,200. Went deep again yesterday. He's got 10 homers already on the year. Averaging 11.3 points his last 10 games. He's only 3,200 bucks. That's some nice value versus Montero. When you look at Montero, cards, team total, 478. Righties, or lefties, 390 versus Montero. Righties, 359. I wish DeJong was higher up in the order, but this is what the Matheny's idiotic brain does 3200 bucks uh switch hitting jed lowry at 3k versus snell for some upside uh danny santana's back for the braves if he cracks the line if he's second base outfield eligible he's another left-handed value switch hitter he's not the greatest bat in the world but he's an option at 3k versus lackey this could be a sneaky option adrianza for the minnesota twins versus sessa at 29 for some upside as you go down some more 
got Tyler Saladino, but you're not fading Kershaw. I don't care if Kershaw gets blown up. There's so many other options to not go stupid tonight. Um, let's go up to third base. Nolan Arenado, 5,400 in Coors. Yes, Chris Bryant, 53 versus Newcomb. We know the reverse splits, but yes. But Freddie Freeman, 5K, first base, third base eligible versus Lackey. I love Freddie Freeman tonight. Anthony Rendon's been swinging it well. He's 49. You got Josh Donaldson versus the lefty. Brian Johnson at 47. That's a sneaky good play. And Justin Turner, he's just raking, raking a lot. He's 4,600 versus Miguel Gonzalez in a nice hitting ballpark in Chicago. 10 points on average his last 10 games. He had 21 points in his last outing. He's a nice, nice play at 4,600 bucks. Uh, <clears throat> We mentioned Jose Ramirez at 46 versus Block, Mickey Snow at 45, Machado 44, Travis Shovers Nova at 44 is definitely worth a look. Jake Lamb 44 versus Romano in that ballpark is a very solid value play there. Tremendous upside in that matchup. Mike Moustakas 42 hits lefties just fine. Do not completely ignore him. As you go down some more, you got the likes of Marvin Gonzalez switch hitting price tags down. I love this play. Third base outfield eligible. He's 4K versus Gavaglio. We mentioned Gavaglio's splits earlier. Houston does have a very nice total of 5-2-4, one of the highest ones. Lefty's 336, righty's 357. Marwin at 4K, nice value there at third base or the outfield. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> you got Bregman at 38 versus Gavaglio. That's solid as well. Um, Spangenberg, a left-handed bat. He's 3,800 versus Sensatella, third base outfield eligible for the Padres. I like him quite a bit. I know he didn't light the world on fire last night. One for three with a run scored five points, but he's 3,500 with upside in Coors. He's 3,800 tonight with more upside in Coors. Yeah, Jed Jericho, who hits righties extremely well with power at 3,700 versus Montero if you want to go down. Castellanos went deep yesterday versus the lefty Wood at 36. He's a really good play. You can get Kinsler at 36, Mickey Cabrera at 37, Castellanos at 36. Their catcher's 27. Detroit cheap yet again. Um, Johan Camargo, 3600 That price tag keeps coming up. We were on that guy when he was $2,200. He's up to 3600 facing Lackey. Um, really good upside there with this kid. He's starting to really swing it well. So good option there. Never owned. Never, ever owned. Mikel Franco, if you want to get risky, versus Conley at 34 has some nice upside. They've been hitting him more towards the middle of the order lately. So something to keep an eye on there as a value play if you're playing some Phillies or Trying to go really contrarian on a GPP, but there is upside with him, unlike some other punked plays. Healy at 32, mentioned him earlier. Uh, mentioned Valbuena at 31. Our boy Lynn, he got sent back down to the minors. That's depressing. Hopefully he's back soon. That kid's got talent for days. Now, if you want some value, if you want to fade Robbie Ray, which I'm not always all in on, but I'd rather fade him than, say, Kershaw, you can get Eugenio Suarez, who mashes left-handed pitching in that ballpark for 2900 bucks. He had 14 points in a homer yesterday, averaging about six points his last 10 games. He's only 2900 bucks. That's a great value. I know Ray could strike him out four times, but A, he'll probably only face him twice, maybe three times. Um, 2900 that's really nice value with Eugenio Suarez. I like that a lot if you want to get contrarian and save money for elsewhere. That's really, really nice. That price tag is silly. I know Ray's good, but that's, that's silly in that ballpark. Shortstop. Carlos Correa left with an injury yesterday. So keep an eye on that. That killed. I had a lineup that was cashing nicely, and him not playing a whole game really, really hurt some big cashing. He's 5,500. Uh, Corey Seager, 49, is outstanding versus Miguel Gonzalez. Like that a ton. Chris Owens at 44 is definitely in play. Segura is always in play at 44. 
as you go down the list some more, you got the likes of Addison Russell. I know lefties are hitting better versus Newcomb than righties, but Russell's 41. Bogart's 4K versus half. Now his price tag is becoming more playable for me. Bogart's just hasn't had any power, so it's tough for me to play him at his crazy price tags. 4K is a lot more playable. I like that a lot. I know he's not lighting the world on fire, but the upside of 4K is much better than what you were getting before against Hap. Um, you know, Mercer at 4K. Andleton Simmons at 4K versus Jackson is very intriguing. Elvis Andrews only 39 versus Bundy. There's definite upside there in that matchup. I mentioned Valleca earlier at 39. You got Didi Gregorius versus Bartolo at 38. That might be a, the best values we've seen so far at shortstop. Just the upside. Again, remember the rain, but the upside is definitely there. Marcus Simeon, we know he mashes left-handed pitching. He's 3,600 versus Blake Snell. So keep Marcus Simeon in mind. Uh, cheaper D-back, Cattell Marte. He doesn't like the world on fire, but he's got upside at 35 versus Romano. It's a more matchup based than anything. Zach Cozart, 35. It's lefties really, really well. I know it's Ray, but that's a great price tag. They mentioned it's Drupal Cabrera at 35. Tulo, I love this play. Tulo's been swinging it pretty well of late. He had an 0 for last night, but he's averaging 6.5 his last 10. Um, he struggled, I guess, the last four or five games, but part of that was on fire going into the break. He's facing the lefty Brian Johnson in Boston with the short porch, but the high wall in left. And he's only 3,300. There's definite upside there at 33. I mentioned Paul DeJong earlier at 32. I like that quite a bit. I like that a lot, actually. As you go down some more, um, you know, Adam Rosales hits lefties well. He's 3K versus Snell. It's a high tag for him, but he's 3K. And there's always more value below as you keep scrolling. Our boy JT Riddle's only 2,700. He's definitely in play if you're punting. And then there's more below we will get to as lineups come out. Heading to the outfield. Harper, 57. Yes. Springer, 56. Yes. Love me, Blackman. He was my top outfielder yesterday. Homer's in his first at-bat. Always makes you feel good. He's 5,600 versus Lamette. Love that play. Trout at 54 is very solid. Judge at 53 is very solid. These are all no-brainers. Betts versus Happ is outstanding at 51. These are all great. Bellinger, 49, yes. Now it gets a little trickier. Braun's not bad. McCutcheon at 47. I love the way he's hitting. you got to keep an eye on him. Cruz went deep yesterday off the bullpen. Stanton at 46, definitely. Play. The way Velasquez throws hard, Stanton can hit one three miles. He hit two homers yesterday. He's hit seven homers in his last 10 games. He's averaging 16.1 points. In his last 10 games, Stanton at 46 is definitely in play tonight. Gerardo Parr, I mentioned how much I've loved the way he's swinging. He's a left-handed bat versus Lamette. 4,600 bucks went deep yesterday. Parr definitely in play. He's averaging 11.9 his last 10 games. Parr definitely a part of the action. People sleep on him way too much. Uh, yeah, Kepler versus Sessa at 44. Some very nice upside there. Puig is swinging it well versus lefties and righties right now. If you want to ride the hot streak, you can at 44. I'll probably go elsewhere. If it bites me in the rear, it bites me in the rear. But he's there. You got Joey Bats leading off versus Johnson at 44. I like that quite a bit. The Blue Jays' offense is just so frustrating, so inconsistent. But it's a tremendous matchup tonight. And, uh, you know, they don't have a team total yet. But righties have hit 376 in a small sample off Johnson. A.J. Pollock, 4,400 leading off is phenomenal. The guy is getting healthier, swinging it better. We prefer him versus lefties and righties, but leading off in what could be a big game for the D-backs could be a nice low-owned play. J.D. Martinez left. He's day-to-day. If he plays, he is almost an auto start versus Wood. He's 4,300. The price tag is too cheap for that matchup, for the weather, the, the hitting environment. Way too cheap. So keep an eye on J.D. at 43. 
Jock Jams at 43 with some nice upside. I mentioned Eric Thames earlier. Steven Souza Jr. went deep again yesterday. He's 43. Jay Bruce, 43, is outstanding. I love that tag. The guy just keeps hitting the baseball. Marcelo Zuna at 43, very, very solid play in that matchup. Tommy Pham went deep yesterday. Not bad there. Peralta, 42. Love Conforto. He's heating up again. Like I said yesterday, he went deep again yesterday. He's 4200 bucks. Definitely in play versus Waka. Josh Reddick, 42. I like that a lot for some value piece of that um, Astros action. That is some tremendous upside for 4200 Justin Upton at 41 versus Wood is great. Very, very good play. There's a lot of good plays because the pitching is that bad, guys. It's that bad. Ramel Tapia had the day off yesterday. If he's back in, I like him at 41. Lefties versus Lamette, Coors, everything you want to see. For some reason, he had the day off yesterday. I cannot wrap my head around it, but 4,100, like that quite a bit. Clint Fraser, 4K versus Cologne is in play. Um, Nomar Mazar at 4K versus Bundy, like that quite a bit with some power upside. K with the Chris Davis went deep yesterday, facing the lefty Snell at 4K. He's definitely worth the look. Hopefully his bat is heating up for us. As we keep going down the list, yet C. Dick at 4K is definitely a play versus the righty. Uh, Duvall at 4K versus Ray, that's value. He's way more expensive in that ballpark against lefties. So Cincinnati's down, and it is a very contrarian stack. They could get shut down with the way Ray's been pitching. I like me some Cincy action at the price tags they have. You could pair some Cincy with some Kershaw lineups. That's tremendous offensive upside. Uh, you get Marvin Gonzalez for 4K, like I mentioned. Perella swinging it really well at 4K. You want lefties versus Sensatella, but in Coors with Perella, it's not the worst play if you're stacking it up. Uh, Sensu Chu at 39, not bad. Love me some Steve Pierce. He crushes lefties, went deep yesterday. He had 21 points yesterday. He's 3900 bucks versus Johnson. That's tremendous upside, low ownership with Pierce. Keep an eye on that. Malik Smith leading off at 39 for Tampa Bay. Goodwin had a big day for Washington yesterday. He's 39 and definitely worth a look tonight. Uh, you got Ender and Ciarte leading off for Slacky at 39. That could be big. Could be could be very big if he shows up the way he can. Carlos Beltran, 3,800 with power upside. Christian Yellick, only 38. That's some good upside. Spangenberg, 38, as we mentioned. So, again, like other positions, like I told you, definite value in this 35 to 4K range. Definite, definite value here. As you go down some more, you got the likes of Rajay Davis, who hits lefties well, will be low-owned at 37. Keep an eye on him. Dexter Fowler at 37 versus Montero. He's just so inconsistent. He's tough to play. Locaine versus Boyd at 36 is very, very nice. like that quite a bit. As you go down even more, you got the likes of uh, Ben Gamble at 36. Not bad. Cargo's 36 if you really want to gamble. I just can't trust him, but he plays okay in Coors. He plays horrific on the road. Can't touch him on the road. Coors, it's a price tag game. Uh, as you go down some more, you got the likes of Avisil Garcia against Kershaw. No, I'll, I'll just take my punishment elsewhere. Um, Nick Williams, 35 versus Conley. Jabari Blash is only 35 versus Sensatella. Just that power upside is tremendous. He can go over four and a heartbeat with four Ks, but that power upside, which he showed yesterday, is there. He's been showing it since his return from the minors. He got sent down, like I said, tore it up in AAA. He's back, and he's swinging it very well since his return. So he's definitely on the radar at 35 for some value in Coors. Mentioned Choi at 32 for the Yanks. Uh, Melky Cabrera is 32 versus Kershaw. I just can't fade Kershaw. It's so tough. Brett Phillips, 32 versus Nova if you want to get weird. Uh, as you go down some more, 
gets real bleak down here like last night. There wasn't a ton down here. Like Albert Almora Jr., 31 versus Newcomb. That's not a horrific play. There's some upside there, even though he's better against righties than lefties. Cole Calhoun's only 3K versus Edwin Jackson. I like that a lot if you're going cheap. A lot, a lot. Chris Herman at 3K. Not bad, like we mentioned earlier. Um, and as you keep going, maybe Jorge Soler at 28 versus Boyd if you want to gamble. Mikey Matuk had a big fly last night. He's 2800 bucks again for Detroit tonight versus the lefty Wood. If he cracks the lineup, that's not a bad punt at all. Uh, Mikey Matuk, keep a look on that one. Uh, There's a few more down here, but you have to really navigate with all these freaking minor leaguers on the list right now. So, uh, bear with me here. I know there's some more down here. At least there better be after all this. Maybe there's not. Uh, Oh, yeah. Where's he at? Where the heck did he go for Texas? He was up at 2,600 yesterday. Where is he at? Texas, Texas, Texas. Did his price go way, way up? How about I just do this? Let's be like, sorry about this, guys. Sorry about this. There we are. Drew Robinson. There you go. I just walked right past him. Second base outfield eligible. Drew Robinson, 2,600 versus Bundy's power speed upside in that matchup. So keep an eye on him if you want to save some money in the outfield or even a second base. Drew Robinson. So there you have it. Your bats, your pitchers. Recap of the pitchers. Kershaw, Peacock up top in the middle. Nova. Or no, Clevenger, Nova, Velasquez, Waka. Down below, Snell, Smith, Ross, Newcomb. Uh, when you're stacking, the Jays versus Brian Johnson, the righties in the Jays lineup can be sneaky low-owned. Obviously, Coors is in play. The lefties are the favorites in both sides of the plate, but don't be shy. Righties still hit 302 versus Sensatella. Baltimore versus Tyson Ross is intriguing, but they're bipolar, so pick your poison. I love the Yankees versus Bartolo. Lefties 345, righties 324. They should be chalk. The right-handed Royals at 360 average versus Boyd is nice. The Astros are tremendous any day of the week against Gavaglia. Lefties and righties, 336, 357, respectively. Righties, 366 off Travis Wood. And the Tigers' righties are stupid cheap. So there's something to look at there. Luis Sessa pitching for the Mets has a reverse split, 292 versus lefties, 339 versus righties. Dozier Sano could be intriguing punts there. D-Box versus Romano in that ballpark, lefties 416, righties 396. D-backs are a very nice play tonight. Don't forget Jacob Lamb's only 4,400. Rangers versus Bundy, lefties 334, righties 321. Bundy's going to get hit hard this year. Angels versus Edwin, they're always low owned, 493 total. Lefties 361, righties 392. Angels definitely worth a look. Calhoun's only 3K. Valbuena 3,100. Trout's expensive, deservedly so. Cardinals versus Montero, lefties 390s, righties 359. That's a low-owned type play. Braves or three lefties in 332 off Lackey. Get your Braves in the lineup, folks. But there's a ton to like tonight. Pitching's bad as the usual, so keep an eye on all that. Uh, quick dive through the BVP. Quick, quick, we're going quick. Andrew McCutcheon, 4 for 10 with a double. Small sample again. Travis Shaw, small sample. Be 7 for 10 lifetime versus nobody. I told you I liked him. 7 for 10. Two doubles, two homers. Small sample, but that's outstanding. Uh, Chris Young versus a lefty. I didn't mention him. He's very good versus lefties. He's only four for 14. He's got a double and a homer versus Hap. I mentioned Pedroia. He's got two homers off Hap. Panoram. The averages just aren't there. They have some power versus them, but a lot of below 300 averages. Keep a, keep a close eye on that one. 
Wow. Jay Bruce only one for 24 lifetime versus walk-up, .042 average. He's been crushing it this year, though. But, man, that's something that kind of makes you think twice just a little bit. Uh, Nick Markakis, here's a BVP for you. 23 for 70 lifetime off Lackey. It's a 329 average with six doubles a tri- and a triple. That's not bad for a cheap Markakis. Um, everybody else pretty low. Sean Rodriguez, 5 for 12 with a homer. He's back. Matt Adams, 2 for 4 with a homer. Low samples there. Matt Holliday, 7 for 19 lifetime with two doubles off Cologne. Ellsbury, 6 for 18 with a double. Castro, 4 for 9 with a double. Low samples, but some upside. As you go down some more, you got like Kyle Seeger versus Peacock, 7 for 20 with a double and a home. That's a 350 average. Royals versus Boyd. I knew I'd like this. Small sample, but Merrifield's 3 for 5 with a double and a triple. Locaine's batting 357, 5 for 14 with three doubles and a homer. Yeah, Hosmer, 5 for 12 with a double. Salvi Perez batting 308, 4 for 13 with a homer. Lots to like there with your Royals. As you get down to your Tigers versus um, Wood, Upton's 5 for 16 with a double and a homer. JD Martinez, 4 for 13 with a double and a homer. Those are the biggest samples on that team. Nationals versus Edwin Jackson, or Angels versus Edwin Jackson. Adelton Simmons, 4 for 11 with a double and a homer. Martin Maldonado, 4 for 10 with a double. Valbuena, 6 for 18 with a double. Lots to like with the Halos. But that'll do it. That'll take you through the 15-game slate on your Tuesday. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Hit me up with any questions you have, at BDNTrick. Take two bench with Bubbles last night, episode 45, your British Open preview with DFS Golf Gods, talking course preview, past history, and a lot, a lot, a lot of PGA DFS. Please give it a listen. Lots of good info in that one. And uh, his article will be out as well today, so check that out on thesportsdgens.com. Also, Bench with Bubba, episode 46 with Nate Dawkins of Fantastics, the Nasty Cast, Fan Tricks, Big Guy Fantasy Baseball, everything. He was awesome. Had him on preseason talking Twins and Fantasy Baseball. We talked Game of Thrones, episode one recap, and then Fantasy Baseball. Lots of fun stuff on that one. So tons to like, tons of good stuff coming out on thesportsdgens.com. Check us out. But more importantly, good luck on your Tuesday night 15-game slate. Hope the screens are green, and I'll catch you guys tomorrow. I'm out.